Welcome back to Curated Advice on Better Living. And now your host, Khaled Sultan. It's Khaled Sultan here and welcome to Curated Advice on Better Living, your favorite podcast, I hope. At least we can say it's Qatar's number one English podcast, right? And if you're a regular listener, thank you for making this show part of your routine. Now, before we start, give us a review, or if you're listening on Spotify, then just rate the show. It takes less than a minute, and it means a lot. Sometimes it's good to mix up the format, so this is my third solo, and this particular episode is a special one. Oh yeah? How so, dude? Well, hold your horses there, partner. I'm about to explain. You see, earlier this year, I taught a two-day workshop on podcasting at Virginia Commonwealth University in Qatar. This was part of a major event called Tasmim Radical Futures, a conference that's been running since, I believe, 2004. Every year, there's a theme. The 2022 conference Radical Futures addresses the role of design in shaping the future. An inclusive and multifaceted view of the future, one that not only speculates on technological advancements, but on the future threats and changes, whether environmental, geographical, cultural, or social. Now more than ever, we must ask questions, raise critical dialogues, and respond with clarity. Before we go any further, a quick shout out to the team that was behind organizing this event because they absolutely killed it. And you got to give credit where it's due. And a huge shout out to all the talented people who attended my workshop, as promised, I'll be the first to listen to your podcasts, give it a great review, and uh, I'm rooting for you. So where exactly does a workshop on podcasting fit into the theme of radical futures? Let's start with it being a decentralized form of media. And what does that even mean? Well, basically, anyone can start their own podcast. I help loads of people start their own. You don't need a middleman or network's approval like back in the day, and that's why people are excited about podcasting, and it's here to stay. It's inclusive. It's accessible. Let me be frank, and I have spoken openly about this in the past, many people who work in the radio or traditional media see podcasting as a threat. Some media outlets are even allocating budget to launch their own podcasts, which is a good move in my opinion. I'm currently working as a producer for a major network, and we'll get into that in another episode. We're about to launch a brand new podcast. It's exciting stuff. Things are changing. And look, obviously, I don't share the same negative sentiment as many people in radio do. I actually think it's a huge opportunity and something we should embrace. Let people find their community or audience. Whatever the topic is, no matter how specific, there's someone out there that wants to listen. People might even need to listen. But still, you have to enjoy it, right? 100%. And that's something I always emphasize to anyone wanting to start their own show. Now imagine this, you could be a parent with a child who is unfortunately struggling with a rare medical condition, or a single mother who's struggling to come to terms with her son being in jail, or perhaps you know all too well what it feels like being a part of a small ethnic minority in a hostile environment. Or maybe you're just someone into yo-yos or marbles or some other hobby and you want to find your community. Anyway, the point is with podcasting you can find like-minded people or those who are going through a similar experience and suddenly Physical borders are meaningless. There's an audience for everyone. That's the message I'm trying to convey. And I don't fall into and I don't let anybody bait me into this whole toxic competitive mindset. You see, I live with my biggest competitor. He looks at me every day in the mirror. You get my drift? I want a podcast culture to thrive here in Qatar and in the Middle East and beyond. Now, how big of an audience is out there for you? I don't know. I guess you'll find out. And by the way, that shouldn't really matter depending on your why, which is something else I'll get into uh, later in the episode. 
And yes, maybe your podcast will succeed if you have a super competitive mindset, but you won't enjoy the process. And it's a long process. And by the way, who dictates success? And what are the metrics for success? And if you're going to get too fixated on hitting huge numbers, then you won't appreciate the people that actually take the time to listen, like you. Here's how you could think about it. Break down the number you see, whatever it is, and it's not going to be huge when you first start out. I had a little bit of an advantage because I was on the radio. But remember, everyone is a real person listening. Imagine that amount of people showed up in a physical space to hear you speak. That changes things, right? Break down the barrier between you and the listener. And I guess what I'm trying to say is if you don't enjoy the process, you probably won't make it far enough to hit the kind of success you're looking for. Now, when it comes to my approach to helping people start their podcast, I always look for a way to simplify it and make it sustainable so they can do it for a long time and they won't get what we call pod fade, which is when you lose motivation, energy, and you just stop releasing new episodes. It happens because most people have no clue how much work it actually takes to produce quality content. Now, if we look at Urban Dictionary, the most reputable dictionary, of course, Podfade is defined as when a podcast suddenly stops releasing new content without a final show or announcement. By the way, this usually happens around the seventh or ninth episode, not always. Just last week, thousands of new podcasts came onto the scene. How long will they last? Now, let me ask you a question. What percentage of podcasts are no longer in production? Take a guess. 10%, 20, 50, nope, 75% of podcasts are no longer in production. Oh, and if you doubt the statistic, let me tell you, this was actually determined from the RSS feed. What is an RSS feed? Oh God, we're never going to get into the good stuff. Just kidding. Um, basically, off the top of my head, it's the unique link slash address from where your podcast is distributed to audio platforms. Anyway, let's get back to the title of the workshop, which was called How to Start a Podcast, Finding Your Voice. Yeah, dude, that's all cool, but how is this episode so different? Relax, I gave you a promise and I was just about to get into it. So I'll share some of the lessons from the workshop because you've taken the time to listen. But honestly, pay attention for those keys from the workshop, especially if you're considering starting a podcast one day. Okay, so here's how this episode is different. Finally, he's getting to the point. I am going to play the unplanned podcast that happened at the workshop. And yes, I got their permission except for one person. Luckily for me, he spoke at the end, so I'll just stop before it gets on. No fuss. So this epic recording happened on the second day where we focused on more practical side of podcast. Look, you're not going to learn everything about recording in a day or two, right? There's a process of uh, trial and error. There's a learning curve. But I wanted to break the ice and actually get people to engage with the recording process because the technology can sometimes be a little intimidating, even though it's never been easier. I also wanted them to hear their voice because, you know, once it goes through the mic and each mic is different and you hear it on the headphones, you'll be surprised at how you actually sound. Maybe you won't like the way you sound and that's fine. As you'll see by one of the attendees at the workshop who immediately rejected her own voice, she like took off the headphones, but you know, with some positive encouragement, she was uh, comfortable with it and surprisingly turned out to be one of the most talkative people uh, on that little improv podcast exercise that we did. So I'm happy with that and I'm happy to uh, share it with you. And before I do, let's talk about day one and the first phase, which includes the fundamental questions you need to ask yourself before starting a podcast. Time for the major keys. So what's the first step? It is the creative process, right? Honing in your concept, the idea, whatever you want to call it. This is planning. This is the planning you do before launching, and you should never rush this. And I'll admit, it took me forever with this show, probably longer than it actually needed to take, and I shared this with them at the workshop. Oh, I didn't hold back, and that's what a lot of them resonated with and appreciated. 
We even did a Q&A where they got to ask me whatever they wanted. Some of them would ask me like four questions at once and I had to be like, whoa, slow down one question at a time. But I always just told them the honest truth from the heart. By the way, my mind was uh, fried by the end of it. And what I did after the workshop was hop on a Zoom meeting at the university parking lot because I have things to do. Not a good move. Burnout is real, folks. But always, I kept the 100 with them about the good, the bad, the challenges. If you're a regular listener, you know keeping it raw, authentic, and even vulnerable at times is how we do it here on Curated Advice on Better Living. Who has time for bullshit fake conversations? We're building a community that wants to grow through open dialogue. Anyway, during the first session, I handed out a worksheet that I put together with exercises and questions for each person to reflect on and answer. Then, of course, we'd break off into groups and have discussions and I would get involved and so on. So in phase one of the worksheet, identify your goals. We start with the most fundamental question here. And I'm trying to sow the seeds for the idea to sprout and blossom into a podcast, right? Wait, was that a garden reference? Um, Yeah, I guess so. You'll never know what you get on this podcast. Anyway, so the first question is why? Why am I starting a podcast? You see, I didn't get to that point that I mentioned earlier. You need to know why because... If you know why you actually want to start a podcast, then the rest of the concept will fall into place. And that will be like your, you know, your grounding thought. You can go back to, you know, everything in life is like that. You need to know why you're doing it, regardless of what the answer may be. There is no right or wrong. So say you want to generate leads for a business or build a personal brand. You have something to share, want to build a community or just have fun. Doesn't matter. Just be honest with yourself because this will determine not only the approach you take, but down the line, you can take a deep breath, pause and go back to your why. It's what grounds you. And why did I start my podcast, you may ask, or maybe not. I'm still going to answer it. Uh, And guess what? They asked me that, of course. Whatever I asked them, I was prepared for them to ask me. And one of the main reasons for me starting this podcast is creative freedom. I wanted to have my own independent show outside of radio and outside of my career as a producer, a space where I can talk to whoever I want about whatever we want while having a complete creative control, meaning not having to go through someone else's approval. This is also the reason I chose and will continue to keep this show unaffiliated with anyone. So all the time and money I put into this, purely my own, which is why I appreciate your support. If there's anyone that might get value from this, please share it. But why would I keep this show unaffiliated? Many have asked, and I always say the same thing. The moment someone funds your podcast or show or whatever, you can say goodbye to creative freedom. If you're okay with that, fine. I'm not, though. You see, for me, when it comes to this show, the only opinion I care about is yours, the one who listens, who makes this a part of their routine, who reach out and scold me when I upload an episode late or I haven't released anything new. I love those people, and it's my responsibility to continue to serve them So I would be a fool not to listen to them and instead prioritize someone else because they have some other motive like trying to sell a product or or whatever. I'm talking about the audience who showed me they want longer episodes because the first six episodes I put out were between like 20 to 40 minutes long. Of course, if I'm producing a podcast for someone else, it's a different story. That's strictly professional and I take that very serious. But this particular podcast is my own and I have room to play with it. And there's a community here, not only online, I've hosted events or outings with some listeners and guests, and it was amazing. People connecting and, oh, you're so-and-so, and and I was on this episode, and I love when you spoke about this, and growing up here, and and those great conversations. And if I had the time, I might even host weekly get-togethers or social clubs. Uh, We'll see. Chris Thomas from episode two. It's a great episode. Check it out, by the way, if you haven't. Uh, Very popular. Uh, He's pushing me to do that, but it's just a matter of time. Anyway, so I realize people want long episodes. 
you know, having a background in radio, everything is short and compact. Interview segments that are 10 minutes long were divided into five minute segments with long breaks and songs between them because apparently people don't have the attention span. Well, that's wrong, clearly, and podcasting proves it. So following a hunch, I decided by episode seven, I'm going to drop a long episode to see the reaction. And it was, I believe, around 100 an hour and 20 minutes long and it received loads of listeners and the most so far uh, up until that point and people had a great reaction to it that's another good episode episode seven check it out bear in mind the guest wasn't on social media he had no following or anything like that so that's another topic i can get into some other time if you want me to do a solo discussing my process or approach just reach out Contact details are in the episode description. But basically, I take pride in finding the hidden gems, the ordinary people who have ordinary jobs, but insane stories and experiences, maybe like yourself. I don't know, it's a thrill. And having people who have never been on a podcast or who feel anxious about it, uh, and that's a challenge I like to take on, you know, getting them comfortable enough to share their voice and stories and it's paid off and everybody has some value to share right it all comes down to value if people enjoy the content and get value from it whether it's entertaining funny or they learn something or maybe they're interested in a specific topic then they'll listen so always pay close attention to your audience there are many ways of doing so but we'll keep that for another episode by the way major key alert this dude is dropping some wisdom i'm getting off topic now but back to the workshop but you see how many details i shared just from that one question why do you want to start a podcast? That's how I want you to answer. Let it all out. Don't filter it. With these questions, you know, particularly in phase one, you want to take your time and really think about them. You see, by asking yourself the right questions, your brain will rewire and you'll be surprised when the ideas come to you. It's called incubation phase, not the questions, but what they result in. The rewiring process we learned uh, was back in university. So you ask yourself questions, then later, when you're not thinking about the ideas, they incubate in your mind, and bam, you're in bed and you're like, I know what my podcast is about, and you get up and write it down. For some reason, it's always when you're in bed. So my process in the workshop was intentional, getting them to ask the questions that I wish someone had told me to ask myself, which reduces the amount of time they'll spend on the creative process. Also, don't get stuck on the name like I did. Oh, and by the way, whatever cool name you think of, I can almost guarantee someone has a podcast with that name, and it might be inactive. So phase one, question one, why am I starting a podcast? Like I said, no right or wrong answer, and if it's just for fun, then awesome, that takes the pressure off. Okay, the next question is, what is my podcast about? Now, it doesn't have to be broad or specific, it's up to you. But the more niche it is, the faster your audience will find you, I'm just saying. So even if you want to start a podcast on brewing kombucha in Japanese, awesome, do it. There's a community out there looking for it. I chose a more general route because I want to, I don't want to be limited to a specific niche. However, I keep the focus on better living in mind so that not only are we listening to these incredible guests, but we reflect on their experiences and tie it all in at the end with my signature question, which is, come on, if you're a regular listener, this is easy. What's your advice on how to live a better life? What would yours be? I have been collecting and sharing people's advice, both on the podcast and off the podcast. Now look, what actually matters at the end of the day when it comes to what the podcast is about is that you're passionate about the top. Is this something you'll be excited to research or talk about? Maybe even ask yourself this question. If you can't stop talking about CrossFit or being vegan, maybe start a podcast and at least the people who want to listen will listen and you can leave the rest of us alone. I'm kidding. So first question, why am I starting a podcast? Okay. Then second question, what is my podcast about? So why and what? But as detailed as possible, right, right, right. Finally, the last question of phase one, who is my target audience? Now, for industry podcasters, this will likely be easy. You know, what sort of people are in your industry? Does your podcast attract a specific group within that industry? There you go. That's your audience. 
But for others, this might be a bit more difficult. I had those at my workshop create a persona for their ideal listener. You know, what's their name? Well, what's their age, occupation, location of the ideal listener? Get specific. If they went into a coffee shop, what would they order? Would they go into a coffee shop? Do they hate coffee? Who hates coffee? These questions, which sound ridiculous, are actually helpful. The more background research you do, the easier the launch will be. Think about the reasons they're drawn to your podcast. And there you go. That wraps up phase one. Now, let's listen to the podcast from day two. But first, a quick backstory. I literally set up the recorder, a podcast pro. I don't personally use it because it's bulky and I need something more compact. But that's what the university provided. And it looks cool. So I plugged it in, put two mics on sparked a conversation between two people and had one person put on the headphones and play around with the in input volume. After a while, I added a third mic and a speaker, then a fourth, and I had people switch around so they'll put the headphones on and take on the role of recording, producer, adjusting the volumes, uh, and also, of course, everyone got a chance to join the conversation if they felt comfortable doing so. Let me tell you, they loved it, their eyes lit up, everyone had a great time, it was one of the highlights of those two days, and what a way to end the workshop with a climax. So before I play the podcast, slash experiment, slash fun exercise, bear in mind, it was unscripted, I didn't edit it, so you probably noticed the volume going up and down down and maybe Mike's getting muted, whatever. Whoever was playing around with the recorder did their thing. Anyway, I'm excited for you to give it a listen and enjoy. And uh, I'll catch you at the end of the episode where I have some important announcements to share regarding potential future workshops and episodes coming soon. Enjoy. Let's go. Yay. I called it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's talk about cats. Oh my Since God. we love this topic, me no, and no, you like it. No, the way my cat plays with my dog, dude, I am not even, I'm not even joking. Like, they're, they're like trying to murder each other. Oh, yeah. And the thing is that, like, we first thought our cat was the victim because, like, how play, <laughs> playful the dog is. But, like, they it turns are? out, like, like when the dog's like trying to sleep we see like my cat jump down from like the cabinet or whatever yeah. and like smack the dog and it's like no that's all it you is now. the revenge <laughs> part of like my cats like they be they become so playful then it becomes like a revenge game whoever wants to sabotage each other Literally. then then you lit then after that you have uh the them being revengeful, then them being so nice to each other, then them being like playful again. And you're just like, it's just like this cycle of them just like having a life, I think. But sometimes I feel like they become like so stoned. I feel like I, I don't, I don't yeah. even give them catnip and they're stoned. Like without any catnip, like, I don't know how, like... I would wake up and looking, literally, he's just like on his back. Like passed out? Pa not passed out. No, his eyes are wide open, looking and literally staring into no, the abyss. that's what happened to me. You know, like I was like, every time I like work or whatever, I'm like in the living room, right? And then like, I'm just doing my work and my the cat was sitting like on the other side of the table. And then all of a sudden I like woke up and he's just like staring at me. Exactly. <laughs> like, and he's like, just like, like, is like, there a ghost or something? Once my brother, he was like, I looked at him. It was like uh, 1 a.m. in the morning, something like that. And he was like, I feel like he was like, he was like kind of like scared or just like something happened to him. He was just like, I literally thought he was dead. I literally thought your cat was dead. And I was just like, as I was, uh, as, as I was approaching him, I called him like on, on. 
mm-hmm. no like <laughs> no answer like he never answered until he was just about to touch him he just like blinked and looked at oh him he's just like what is this you're not a cat no, not only that but the way cats sleep they're like a pretzel yeah. cuz like i i like the the like my cat like he like kind of like curls up in like like there's if there's like a glassware or something he like curls up in a way that like their his back must be hurting but like it's like for him it's like the most comfortable thing ever and i'm like yeah. i'm going to get back problems if i sleep like that <laughs> like how do you do it oh my god that's so weird though like i could mm. i i hate the most things that i hate doing is literally cutting their nails off oh my god my cats my like first it was like it was like normal then like progressing oh my god it was so bad like i have to bribe them with treats just to cut their nails off and they were just like i thought that they were maybe in pain because he was like mm, mm. is this just no. they're just drama queens no drama queens Bo- oh, two oh. bougie drama queens yeah two bougie drama queens like you can no, never like chief we got uh, my cat's nails um cut in a like salon because like it's oh, yeah. like it's our first cat like we didn't even get him on like purpose he just followed my mom and my auntie home and then all of a sudden you're like, adopted yeah he he's like adopted it's like yeah. okay he, he, i guess he lives here now so like we took him to the to the what's it called the um, groomer and whatever right yeah. but the thing is like he still scratches the couch and oh, it's yeah. so annoying because like he the like the couch is like There's like strings already coming out because of the couch and it's like dude can you Yeah that, that's that's my living room to be honest and my mom literally looked at me she was like you're going to buy new couches I'm just like we will see <laughs> we will see we will never know yeah, if I'm going to buy thing. new couches or not yeah. but yeah like even like with them cutting like their nails even buying them a scratcher doesn't like no. and the things that they're they're, they're No joke, they're such troublemakers because not only that, but what's it called? Like when when my cat and my like when we got our when we got our dog, right? So what's it called? Like we have these like in-house plants or whatever. Yeah. And like so one you can hear me? Yeah. 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 Let's go. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joining your cat show. So <laughs> the cat podcast. Oh, the wait. podcast. There you yeah. go. Interesting <laughs> name. Like, But yeah, so like there we have these potted plants, right? And then one day in the morning, my mom comes down and there's like dirt all over the living room. And then like she like turns and like both the cat and the dog were like dirty, but the cat pretended like he wasn't part of it. And it's like, yes. you know, y- you conspired for this. Like it's not You only contributed the dog. to this uh <laughs> You literally contributed to this uh like problem. Yeah. 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 That always happens. Oh yeah, I had this is a funny incident. So I had like papers thank God they were like important papers. Did your like, dog ate your uh, did the cat ate he, your homework? He he went to the litter box and he came and sat on it and he smudged poop. Oh no. On papers. Thank God they weren't important papers like What's I could reprint them. Soy. Soy. So my cat one of my cats is Soy and the uh, the other one is Onni, which is like uh, a smaller like name i call him for onigiri because he like oh, he likes cute. he looks like a rice ball <laughs> and the other one is soy because he literally just like so sour that's why soy <laughs> 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 
the producer oh, will get headache. Podcast, let's go. Right, Getting so members. Yay. Dila, our producer. So for this, she's controlling yeah. our sound. Hello, Dila, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah let's good. Go. <laughs> yeah. Let's get her headache. <laughs> I feel like I could do this for days. I have two cats, like, and they scratch me a lot all the time, like. It's my dog that bites me, no. like, I have marks. They're, like, they are, like, quiet sometimes. Uh, like, they stopped scratching me, but when they were younger, they did Why scratch me. Why are they scratching you? Uh, the first time when they scratched me, it was because he was so afraid. That's so why afraid of you. Yeah, that afraid sense. of me because I just adopted them. Oh, this, okay, like the first sense. day of adoption. Were they young? Uh, yeah, they were like three months. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, their birthday is in April, so I'm happy. Oh. Okay. One is in the, on the 12th and the other one is on the 22nd. So, yeah. Yeah. I we have recently adopted a cat and he's so yeah. scared. Poor baby. Yeah. I think he was abandoned by his previous uh, family. So now he's like, he's starting to get comfortable with the space. Yeah. But anytime nice. we come in his space or near oh, him, yeah. he, he freezes. Like he looks at us and he just runs into runs. the curtains. Yeah, my dad hates my cats. Oh no. Yeah, so like the, like the territory that they shouldn't go is his room. But oh my god, my cats. <laughs> Just testing the limits, testing the them? waters. <laughs> testing the waters, literally going into his room. Just like, mm. And like my dog, the thing about my dog is that the way she plays, like, you know how like dogs are like super playful or whatever, but like when she plays, like, she, you know how dogs like usually like go up on your leg or whatever? Yeah. But for her, she like she doesn't bite the meat of the leg. She bites the skin, and that's like what's so painful about scary. it. It's, like I don't I don't <laughs> mind if she like bites like my foot or whatever because like, it's not that painful because she's still a puppy. But like she she nips at the skin and I'm like stop. Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 It's more painful than. Do you have a big dog or a small dog? She's 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 a uh, she's still a puppy. Right. She's, um, what's it called? She she's small, but the thing is, we don't know her breed because she came from the streets. Okay, so how old is she now? Her vagabond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think she's like two, three months. Okay. Yeah. So the like, baby. Yeah, very baby and like super yeah. playful. And the thing is that like the way she plays with my my cat, yeah. because she bites the skin. My cat has bald spots now. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Hop on. My cat. We have, have a, another guest Let's coming on. Go. Hello. How are you? How are you? Do you have any pets? No, I'm not a pet person. Really? I like monkeys, but like, okay, this is you my like issue. monkeys? And you I love monkeys, but they once stole my Pringles, so like, I'm not sure. <laughs> and they, they were about to steal my sunglasses. Um, so. We ha we had like in the balcony. You reminded me like in 2017 we went to Singapore and one of the one of the like in our hotel like the ch like the monkeys would come like on the really? balcony. Yeah, oh, I they didn't like that. the bananas. They liked the Oreos. 
They, they would eat the Whoa, Oreos inside amazing. and they won't eat the bananas. Back when I was in Bali, That's what's it called? We lived in like the place I stayed was like at a cliff area. Okay. And like because of the cliff, there's like so many monkeys. Where is that? In Bali, uh, Indonesia. Oh, uh, yeah. that's really nice. Yeah, and, but the thing is that like the monkeys, they're they're territorial, which is like kind of like yeah. scary. <laughs> because what's it called? Like because like we try to get along with them. But the thing is that, like, people, if they don't know how monkeys act, they, like, try and feed, you know? And then, like, yeah. once you start feeding, they're coming, they're going to come yeah. back. And, like, yeah. They're, they're so going to come and steal yeah. your and food. They're very aggressive, especially because, like, I think they're, they're in, in the area I live in, there were, like, two monkey tribes. Mm. So, like, tribes. I, so, like, sometimes, like, <laughs> I'm coming, like, home from school and I just see a group of monkeys fighting in, like, the ballroom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh okay. Wow. <laughs> they're, like, oh, gangs. <laughs> My older brother once got attacked by like a oh lot of baboons. God. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my god! We were in like the northern <laughs> areas, and he tried to act all tough, and because they oh, were just wow. chilling. Yeah. And there was like it's an open space, so you yeah. share it with the monkeys. Yeah. But then they ask you to be very cautious. Yeah. And he went, and there was like a bench. So first he just like cautiously went, and he sat on the bench next to one. But you could tell that. He was like a pretty big monkey and yeah. he was already a yeah. bit aggressive. Yeah. So my brother tied, tried to like taunt him. That, and no. it went from him being all, I'm cool and I'll taunt you to the monkey. Just first he ignored him. And then after yeah. like a minute, he was like, I am not having any of this. <laughs> oh, wow. He looks at him dead in the eyes and he's just like, let's go. And all of a sudden from behind, there's like a herd that start following oh, him. Wow. And you just see this, like he's running in the mountains and there's monkeys behind him. So oh, wow. I, I should have saw. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see this. So like, I think Edwin's theory of like, humans are developed monkeys it kind of makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> monkeys someone else on the yeah, mic. yeah who wants to be on the mic experience yeah it's being recorded yeah. but i think it's just for practice <laughs> hello hello what's up dila and azza hassa azza you guys have any pets azza <laughs> okay. okay, So, do you do you have any like pets, pets, or any like animals any animals, animals my mom that you like? Like animals. Okay. In the house, yeah. I like cats. <laughs> my so mom, my some. mom was opposed to my cats, and right now she like buys them treats and just like really. Just, oh. My mom used to hate cats yeah. as well. She was more of a dog person, but now with like my cat, she's, she's super fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Dila, do you have cats? I have one. I had several before. Oh, okay. But um, they all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I only have one now. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it's pregnant or if it's fat. Oh my god. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's see in six months. <laughs> oh, this is reminds me of a story. So, my aunt has like a cat. They thought it was a girl, but it was a boy. So they need him Neziko. And then, yeah, so... Isn't that the character from... Yeah, from Demon Slayer, Slayer yes. yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, uh, even after knowing his male, they, did, like, didn't change it. So they didn't, like, neutered him. And I was telling them for, the, like, the longest time to neuter him. They didn't. So they brought him a female cat. Oh, so she no. got pregnant. Then they were just like, no way, we're going to neuter him, like, after... <laughs> He got her pregnant before they knew to him. Again? Again. Oh and I'm just like, A no, last resort. No. I'm just like, no. Final act. No. 
This is too much. I'm, but I'm, he's so like affectionate. Like you feel like they are husband and wife. Like oh, cute. he's so affectionate, like towards her, which is like so weird. But uh, towards his um, children, no, he wasn't. My my mom was waiting like, for like next week to neuter my cat because he's he's a male, and like the things that like were mainly like worried that he's gonna like piss everywhere in the room. Oh the yeah, house. I did it when they were like literally five months. Yeah, I was like, it's just that we're waiting because he had vaccines before. So yeah. then we're just waiting for like that to like finish, finish yeah. up, and then after that, it's like I I waited until they took their vaccines. Then I just like. You guys have indoor cats, right? Indoor cats. Oh, mine's straight. <laughs> I have mine's the funny straight. thing. We have seven straight cats like outside, and we have two like domestic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just let the cat roam in my backyard. I'm just like. Uh, we have one. We have one female. Her name we called her Anzurut, which is, which is basically like kind of like a tape or just like a glue, of some sort. Uh, we call her Anzurut, and uh, we like how we like talk to her is like as if she was a male. <laughs> it's just like Enta! or like you, like it's just like it's a he, not a she, and we always do that. Like for the females, we call. We call the female a he, and we call a f- um, like the male a she. For some reason, I don't know why. because <laughs> like my cat, he used to be a stray, and then all of all of a sudden one day he just decided to follow my mom and my auntie back yeah. home. And then like what's it called? The things that like we thought after we feed him, he's just gonna leave the house, but like he just stayed. So we're like, oh, okay, I guess you're, yeah, yeah, I guess it's our cat. They don't <laughs> Yeah, same. Yeah. And Zerut, we feed him. Um, we feed him because he has, like, um, I think, company, like, seven other cats. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just, like, so weird. All right, what'd you think of it? Honestly, everybody had fun. It was great. It's something I want to do, honestly. I really enjoyed um the workshops and just sharing that experience with everybody and just sharing that joy and passion for podcasts and encouraging people to do so and making them feel like it's something they can do. It's, it's, it's accessible. It's, and it's simplifying it as much as possible. So that event obviously was only open to the VCU community. I want to do some workshops that are open to the public. If you're interested in that, just uh, shoot me a DM or email me. The, my contact details are in the episode description. And uh, yeah, a lot of great episodes that are coming your way. So stay tuned. You've been listening to Curated Advice on Better Living. It's our passion to interview guests on their experiences to bring you different perspectives on personal development, on everything from healthy habits to mindset to relationships to functional movement and biohacking. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some information that can change your mindset. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime... We'll leave you with this from Bruce Lee. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friends.